So um, this evening I'd like to share with you some thoughts and reflections on the theme of welcome and hospitality. Um, I had a rather grand title, The Healing Power of Hospitality, so not quite sure it's going to live up to that. But So there's something here which um, is a theme that has been very alive for me in this practice for a long time, since the beginning. And um, I think I, I share this with you this evening as a kind of work in progress of, of somehow trying to probe deeper into this theme and understand what, why this is so important um, and how... I have a sense that it's one of those, I call them grand ideas, you know, that we get, um, which seem somehow to encompass the whole of the path. And this is one of those for me. And as I go into it, it's kind of like, you know, Doctor Who's TARDIS, for those of you, those of you who know Doctor Who, this time machine you go, it looks like the size of a telephone box on the outside, you go in and it's huge, yeah. Or it's like the way, you know, Dharma and the Dharma teachings, or you touch one bit and it it touches everything. And so it's kind of hard to, to pick out what to say, but at the same time. So I really invite you um, just to, yeah, listen, let it go in one, hour and one ear and out the other, or just to see if um, there's a, anything that touches you that... that meets you where you are or is a, is a helpful reflection for for you and your practice and something about the power of welcome and the, the the power of hospitality and and the importance of it and and how sometimes maybe it doesn't sound very grand does it it's quite ordinary in some ways and and yet um, if if we don't feel welcome you know, it's almost like we can't, our practice can't happen. You know, I feel like it's that important, actually. And I feel for many years I struggled and struggled in my practice because I didn't understand this. As an aspect of metta, I think, actually, as an aspect of loving kindness, that I was struggling to, yeah, okay, get with the breathing, you no, know, feel each step, right, okay, yeah, doing, yeah, right, days, weeks, whatever. <laughs> And somehow, maybe you, I hope you're, you know, that the slow learner, you know, the worst horse uh, doesn't get it. <laughs> that there's something about the, the sort of moistening, the, the kind of softening that comes in. Oh, oh, okay. Now, if I am really welcome here, if I'm genuinely welcome here, and I feel that, or I feel even a little hint of that, or I, I can start to let that in. Like, oh, I'm welcome here, just as I am, you could say. And just what, whatever is showing up, whatever is, you know, body, mind, whatever, it's, it's ah, it's welcome. 
And so however much somebody might welcome us, we may not feel welcome. And that's, that's part of what's interesting to me in this, of, of understanding both here on the retreat, how we can welcome each other, welcome ourselves. What does that really mean? How do we, how do we really open to that sense of being welcome? welcome? And when we do, when we do, what, what, to me it has a huge depth. It, it can go very deep, this, like a Brahma Vihara. It has, to me, that, that power of, of, of opening and of, of gathering and of, 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 of bringing insight somehow. So I just want to explore a bit that tonight, this, to kind of open this up as a theme and a reflection and, and also as a, an invitation to you to sort of feel welcome. Or <laughs> to feel uh, maybe not welcome, you know, because I, I think sometimes that's what's important about this is you can feel or sense ways in which actually, no, I'm not, I'm not really sure I'm welcome. I feel unwelcome. And some of us have this as conditioning in different ways that we maybe carry around with us, you know, very understandably, maybe from things that have happened to us. And that we, we have this as a conditioning, as a kind of... I, I, I speak personally here. <laughs> One of those people who has this, hence the talk possibly, hoping it's helpful for some of you too. <laughs> but to feel unwelcome in the world, in different situations, and how unconscious, if it's left unconscious, it can leave us outside of practice. Yeah. And and I think in my I, I can see in some teaching situations like this and lots of other retreats or evening classes, I am so it, it feels so important to me to welcome, to, to encourage or to invite people to, to feel welcome or to, to that that invitation is there and for them for you to feel what that's like the importance of that and also how we by welcoming ourselves you could say part isn't that a part of our practice sometimes I, I think this is a way of maybe it's another word for mindfulness I'll call it you know welcome welcoming it's like to me it's not that different and sometimes for me to say welcome instead of be mindful you know can feel more Oh, yeah, okay, maybe allowing, welcoming, opening to, you know, this language can be so, you know, we all have different conditioning around words as well and what they mean and so on. <clears throat> so this, I think, is very, there's partly why it feels so important is that we are here and also, you know, in our lives outside of here, we are, um, we have opportunities to be part of welcoming, you know, part of communities, part of, of understanding how to be a welcoming person, a welcoming group, and, and really understanding what some of the barriers are to that. And that, so, so, so it's it's about offering as well as receiving welcome. Like being able to being able to practice that, 
in a way. Again, in the spirit of the Brahma Vihara, it's it's for myself or it's and for others. It's it's to myself and as to others, to others as to myself. Welcome. And this other word, hospitality, that I want to um, go into a bit. Another question that has sort of shaped these reflections um, is the question of what is it that supports us in, le- in, in, in creating an environment conducive to learning? Or you might, can you might say, to awakening or to... Uh, exploring, to mm, inquiring, you know. But what what is it? And so we're into this, um, yeah, this question of how we can, um, yeah, contribute to an atmosphere, an environment that is conducive to learning and to uh, healing and transformation. And um, there's some definitions of um, welcome that I found in the dictionary, and I just want to put them out there because I think sometimes these can be helpful, um, again, connecting, illuminating in different ways. So friendly attention. Again, you can see the connection with why it's like, hmm, this is very like, some aspects of mindfulness, you know, kindfulness. And another one is kind, glad reception. I like that. It's kind, glad reception. And isn't that, is, it's so, um, so much about the kind of um, attitude that actually uh, yeah, is conducive to the deepening, the strengthening of mindfulness and investigation and actually all the enlightenment factors. And we go on and on about, uh, you know, things like uh, accept, acceptance. I just I wanted to... to um, so, just another... This is a, this is a quotation from, from Pema Chodron... She says, take an interest in your pain and your fear. Move closer, lean in, get curious. Even for a moment experience the feelings beyond labels, beyond being good or bad. Welcome them, invite them. Do anything that helps melt the resistance. So this is this approach quality that can, and it can really, in a moment, it can just shift an experience. So there's that, that experience of resistance and not, not welcoming. And then just by shifting and opening and, and, and kind of some sense of turning towards acceptance, softening around, again, allowing, find your own, words, you know, or be different ones work at different times and then, oh, either something just feels more workable or actually it just shifts and it's like, oh, 
what we were trying to relate to is gone. <laughs> it's just gone. It's the power of relationship, the power of how we approach or the attitude that we bring. And uh, in this regard, I, I thought I would share one of my top favorite poems, which I hope you're not fed up with hearing. Um, I, I think it speaks to this uh, very beautifully, the poem by Rumi called Guest House, The Guest House. This being human is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door, laughing, and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. So at this, uh, this point, it, it feels helpful to also um, just acknowledge that there's a way in which any approach or idea or aspect like welcome, for example, can be <coughs> taken as a kind of um, in, a, in a way that's unhelpful, right? That's really, it, it's, it's, um, mm, it can have an, a sort of effect whereby, say, we are like using it as a way, perhaps in an unskillful way sometimes. So it felt, felt important to kind of almost, I don't know if it's correct to call it the shadow side, but it feels to me that almost anything, however wonderful and beautiful in practice, it kind of, we, we have to sort of, Look and be careful, because if we use it as a policy, right, I'm going to be welcoming. That's it. I just, everything, all the time. <laughs> it's like it doesn't work, does it? Because it may be that sometimes we need to say no, you know, wise avoidance, stepping away. And holding on to any idea, isn't it, is going to actually shut down our sense of wisdom, our sense of wise discernment our 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 uh, mm, capacity to let go to put aside to not go there you know to not go down that train of thought again to yeah to be able to take a different pathway so i don't know whether this makes sense to you but for me you know i can i can almost latch hold of some of these these very key ideas and, and I know when I do that it's it's not that's not going to be helpful it's almost like being still even with that having having a light touch 
uh, and and being willing to uh, yeah to to let go of that i'm also yeah i'm 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 interested as i said in in what how, how we can be tender with and caref- careful and respectful of our resistance to like what is welcome to me i don't know about for you it implies coming in it's like you 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 say okay and you, and you you enter something or somewhere you 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 agree to participate and there's a kind of trust in that there's a kind of taking the risk and and coming in you know and and all of us haven't we again in different ways we've we've had that experience of being welcomed in and then abused and so i don't i don't know if that's you know, stating it too strongly, but I, I, I don't think it is that that. So that no wonder, as we come in, like we 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 can be very cautious and tender and checking it out and seeing, you know, is it really safe? And I think what's so important is to sort of honour and respect and be tender with that conditioning, recognise it as conditioning when it is when it's when it's from the past. And actually, it's not about here and now. We are welcome. And we can kind of, you know, recognize and acknowledge that defensive posturing and that and, 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 and respect it. And, and that's kind of there for a reason. And it's that we can, but, and we can include that. And we can take care of that. And we can say, okay, can I soften a little? And can I, okay, yeah, safe, benevolent. Okay, no, there is, there is, we can relax. We can begin to let ourselves again. For some of us, I think this may be a process that takes years. <laughs> or it comes and goes of, of really more deeply being able to feel and find um, I, can, I can be here. I, I can arrive. I can more fully, fully arrive. You know, and, and again, maybe this isn't the case for you, but I think for some of us, we're still recovering from the outrage at being born. You know, it's like, I did not agree to that happening. I'm not really happy about being here. You know? And then at some point, you know, so, oh, all right then. You know? And then maybe hope there's another phase where we've, it, 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 there's more. Oh, there's some good things about being here. <laughs> and I remember when I first went to Gaia House, like to practice Gaia House in England, the sister centre to this, 26 years ago, and feeling this overwhelming sense of welcome it was just like I'd never experienced anything like it. And that's something else I want to touch on, that what I found and felt there, and I have done to less or greater extent in practice situations and, and other situations as well, not just Dharma places, but particularly this combination of welcome and space, right? A kind of some sense of a, a, a structure of caring, precepts, some sense of intention, shared intention, refuge, and I'm just, okay, something about 
healing something about awakening something yeah remember when I first went to Guy House I didn't have a clue what the teachers were on about I was just like alright then um, but I liked being there <laughs> so I kept going back and eventually I've begun to understand a bit about what they're all going on about <laughs> you know and again it's different for different people and again my own conditioning and history and so on that there was something about this is a safe place I felt completely welcome there was kindness and there was also this generosity of space where I could sit on the cushion and cry for hours and not be fussed over I could fall asleep in the comfy chair after lunch and not worry that I was offending someone <laughs> and I would and then I would you know, go and sit and do the sit-walk thing and, and just feel this blessed relief of, oh, I can just sit here and the world is going crazy. You know, anyway, I won't... But it, so there's something here about um, the hospitality. Maybe we're into the hospitality territory now. Um, I wanted to read you something... Yeah, this balance between, well, there are always, well, these polarities and dichotomies, but anyway, maybe there's some use, aren't there? That, that we, like, in being here in a place like the Forest Refuge, where you're a bit of a free-range yogi, aren't you? I, uh, that's an image, you know, these little free-range yogis going around. Um, here and there. Um, that it can get a bit lost, can get a bit out there and a bit, you know, like, where am I and where is everybody, especially when there aren't that many people here. Or it can feel like, almost like, then there's almost more tightness around, okay, structure. God, you know, I want some, or I've got to cling to that bit, or, um, oh, well, then I'm supposed to. What am I supposed to be? You know, I'm supposed to sit in the hall for hours, or... And then we rebel, and go for six long walks a day. Or <laughs> I don't know if I'm exaggerating slightly. You probably you know what I'm talking about. Um, but the the beauty of this kind of situation, I think, if we can really, if we can be patient and gentle, and not give up on it, and not give up on ourselves, and not start blaming it and saying we ought to be different. It's not quite right, you know. And it's either to this or to that or there's not enough of that or there's too much of this and <laughs> you know which and again sometimes in that maybe we do need to go and ask for something and express a need and like yeah you know come and do that but also to recognize what we can explore and find in our of our own rhythm our own freedom our own being with our process our own sense of you know, actually, this is this is helpful, and nobody's standing there telling us that it is. And so we have to bear with, I think, some degree of you know confusion, and 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 I think that's part of what here it can be so so challenging and difficult in that way, but also really conducive to a growing sense of 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 being able to offer ourselves a true hospitality which is not indulgence 
but has these qualities of space and structure, space and restraint. So this is the great uh, Christian theologian, Henry Nouwen, and then speaks very, very beautifully of, of hospitality. I think it's, um, I hope you find it helpful. So hospitality, he says, means primarily the creation of a free space where the stranger can enter and become a friend instead of an enemy. I'm going to say that again because I think this is this is so so important, isn't it? I mean, it's in, here and in the world. Can we be part of creating, sustaining communities, situations where a stranger can enter and become a friend instead of an enemy? He goes on. Hospitality is not to change people but to offer them space where change can take place. And then I I like this slightly different take, but I, I, I think this is also relevant, that a friendly emptiness where people can discover their freedom, dance their own dances, and leave free to follow their own vocation. So, you you know, to find your own dance. We don't all have to be little, you know, clone Buddhas or... (laughs) Find your own dance. And dance it. While you're here and then leave free to follow your own vocation. Isn't that beautiful? So the way he the way he, d- he describes this structure and openness. He says, hospitality needs receptivity and confrontation. A kind of strong word. A space can only be a welcoming space when there are clear boundaries. You know, so, this, again, that, that sense of the boundaries, the form, taking care of the form of the retreat. You know, we're asked to refrain from various things. I mean, not. And how sometimes you come, yeah, but I want, you know, to. And, and, and what we can see in that of where we are still, yeah, clinging, craving, <laughs> all that good stuff. And that. What this points to, isn't it, is if there's, there's some freedom that can be found that has nothing to do with getting what we want. There is a freedom and, and a, 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 a way of being at peace and, and active in the world where it, it's not, it's not uh, dependent on success with um, conditions, with form, with getting it how we want it. And if we can bear that discomfort, if we can bear those edges where we, you know, but yeah, I've got to, I've just, you know, I must, I must have, I must do, I must get away. I just, 
recognizing that, recognizing that as craving, as reactivity, as just really what can we discover you know, if we realize that even that, even that is actually just, you know, a condition of the mind just comes and goes. You've probably all had experiences of that. You just say, wow, there it was. It was this big, big thing. Where did it go? <laughs> and I, oh, really, yeah, really important. And part of, again, what we, what, what, the benefit and the support of boundaries, which is very interesting. It's sort of a delicate area that can we be sensitive and, and the boundaries are not fixed. There's no right, wrong here. It's just a form. And again, practice forms, different retreats, different, it's like, but the clarity with that is so supportive. And again, if you, that sense of the balance between that spaciousness and, yeah, okay, clarity. Hmm. So, hmm, what are So maybe um, the other piece that I'd like to, to share a little bit is just something that of honoring maybe three different aspects of this practice of hospitality and in our time here and perhaps in different situations in, in, in our life. Um, so I'm calling them practical hospitality, the intentional aspect of hospitality and um, the third one is a bit more tricky. I think I think it's I think it's I'm calling it the hospitality of wisdom. So the practical element, and in terms of both giving and receiving, we have cushions to sit on. Somebody put them in here. You know? We we have clean dishes to eat off. Somebody washed them. Maybe you washed them. We we. There's a way in which we, I think we, well, some of us maybe again, depending on our temperaments and leanings, we undervalue and under respect and under appreciate the importance of the practical aspect of hospitality, of the giving of time, the giving of money, of, of, of that generosity, of of service, of work, of taking care of the buildings. And both this opportunity of being here where we all work, we all kind of give and receive in that way. And one of the, one of the genesis, general parts of, part of the genesis of this talk was invitation to, to talk about this at the, a sitting group in London in England. And one of the one of the people in the group was sort of waxing lyrical about the generosity of the person who was hosting the group because he he lets everybody go sit in his flat once a week, and uh, everybody was so it was just a moment of really appreciating that. Wow! In the middle of London, down a little tiny quiet street, in this beautiful little 
place in the center of this vast city and 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 then he and he responded and he said for him it's such a joy to offer that and yeah he, you know two hours of the week he people would come and but they would bring cookies you know so that was good <laughs> no but that that he he got so much joy out of that offering and it was like we were all looking at each other and say yeah we wouldn't we wouldn't be here if daniel hadn't offered this like yeah wow that's that's very significant i know and here you know i mean you're probably aware maybe i I'm, I'm to some extent of the number of people and who have given money and time and amazing you know to to make to you know build this place and design it so beautifully and you know make sure the water runs out of the taps and, <laughs> and just extraordinary amount of care and and it's 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 part of the, the hospitality and, and we, we you know we contribute we participate in that don't we for ourselves for others here for those yet to come um, so I, I, I don't I have a very complete sort of thought on that but I know my own tendency to be, be a bit like oh I'm all into feelings and ideas and projects and this and like you know and I kind of like oh yeah you know like <laughs> this is also significant the place, you know, the these 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 tables and chairs and 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 again, maybe it's one of isn't it just the beauty of practice? Like when you turn your mind and you turn your appreciation towards something, it kind of starts lighting up. You, oh yeah, and that and that we and we give that as well by being here. You are giving that to everybody. That's quite wonderful. So thank you for giving this. <laughs> yeah. And um, intentional. I mean, in a way, I've already kind of covered covered this. But uh, one thing that I, I find really helpful, the Buddha has so many teachings on community and how you get on with each other. And, you know, because clearly his... Uh, Sangha did not always get on with each other. He was like quite amazing, and and that he was trying to give the lay people as well, you know, guidance and and one of the one of the teachings that I come back to again and again in this respect to the Brahma Viharas, that not just as you know sublime kind of mental states we can learn to access um, for our own benefit, the benefit of all beings. I think it's also they can be quite sort of pragmatic applied intentions in like here I come into the hall to see you, you you go into the kitchen to do your job, there's you see that yogi walking past that you've somehow or other you don't like them, you don't quite know how it happened, but there they come again, you go, ooh <laughs> there are these strange things that can go on in even in a silent retreat situation. Um or the you know, or the one that you really like and you think they're great and all that stuff that happens. And in our life, the way, you know, I, I know in a sense, 
it's strange to say, but isn't it, that we don't really know anyone. What we know is what we know of them. <laughs> right? What we know is actually perceptions that we're aware of. Sights, sounds, ideas. Right? So that's like, wow. If you bring that in, what happens when you bring that in? To... to um, wow, they don't, really don't know who anybody is. <laughs> don't know who I am either. <laughs> and in that space, I think the Brahma Vihara is, okay, friendly. Yeah, okay, that's, yeah, why not? Okay, that's, yeah. <laughs> and the Buddha will, you know, again, many, many places, even that pre- the precepts are sometimes described as thoughts, words and deeds of loving kindness. Compassion. You don't know who the person is, you don't know who they are, but you know there is suffering. Yeah. There is pain. There is sorrow. Compassion. Just for our human predicament. Mudita, appreciative joy. Oh, no. I don't know who anybody is. I don't know who I am. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I know there's good stuff that happens. You know, I can sense and see there's mindfulness, you know, being cultivated. There's kindness, there's patience. Some, some of that's evident. Some of it I can intuit. Some of it's I can feel my own being. Or in the world, maybe we see or you look at the dana board and you think, oh, how lovely, people giving and paying for the lunch and, and just different ways, you know, that we can feel such a sense of celebration of people, appreciating, oh, you're here. Again, you're here. Wow. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> and it's, again, to me, it's like, I remember when I was talking about that in the Central London sitting group, and I was like, yeah, you know, and they they have a, a Christmas party, actually, which I've never been to, but I, where they get together and they have fun and they enjoy each other. And I thought, that's great. That that can be part of, you know, that can be <coughs> part of here, obviously in a little more muted way, but um, it can still be part of our, yeah, part of our hospitality that we you know we can we can in that space where we don't really know and and there are projections and perceptions but we can say yeah you know may you be well may 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 you may you enjoy your goodness and then equanimity you know the sense of of We know, you know, the sense of it keeps changing and it's up and it's down and it's painful and it's lovely and for us and for them and like, whoa, you know. The and just realizing again, gradually, I mean, strengthening that capacity to, to be balanced, to find balance with with all of that and with the fact we don't, 
like everyone and it's okay, no? Or or there's awkward people to deal with. Okay, no. Or we keep falling in love with every third person. Okay. <laughs> Stay steady. <laughs> so so I hope that, that it's like that. So for me again, a lot more could be said, but the these Brahma Viharas I think as a as a the way of of guiding our sense of how to be hospitable to people and having that sensitivity. And the, just to the third, really, it's sort of, I'm already going into the third area, that's like the, the hospitality of wisdom. You can, it's like when we cannot fix people. It's this, it's this thing of, it's like not knowing people can be a skill that we can develop. Ray, <laughs> I don't know you. Ray. <laughs> oh, I know you. Oops, be careful there. Do I? Do I know you? Is that really? You know, is that it? Is that you know conclusions about ourselves? That was one practice one teacher recommended. I remember is, you know, try for a day. You know, or just not believing any conclusions you draw about yourself or another person. Plus, you try that. That's very. The, the hospitality of wisdom. What is it like to, to again, to uh, be in space with, uh, with people or a person where you are... Hmm, how can I put it? More in touch with or in touch with that sense of not knowing flux and flow, potential, possibility. And and I realize when I open my eyes, I mean, I think that's where we tend to get most sort of, we have, we get fixed ideas maybe about. So I almost, if I close my eyes, I can see you more clearly. Or if I close my eyes, I can have more of a sense of the space that you are, the space of possibility. But even that's not, isn't it? If I'm saying that's what you are, so that can't be right either. Because anything I say you are is not going to be true. <laughs> because, yeah, because why? Because, again, flux and flow of conditions, trying to, you know, say something about another flow and fluxing conditions, aggregates, person, form, perception. So it's like, why try to say anything about anybody? Because <laughs> But then, you know, I have to kind of back up a bit and say, well, in the world of functionality and relative, you know, maybe it's helpful to say, you know, him and her and okay, not okay, or needs to go for a walk with retreat support or <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> Just to hope, I hope that doesn't. You know that it, it, it does have on a, on a relative level a kind of functionality, but if if we let it fix into being a person, all oh, that difficult person, or that awkward teacher, or that awkward yogi, or you know the cook who never da da da, or you know the friend who you know anyway, you get the idea. It's like being able to the hospitality, the wisdom, the, the hospitality of wisdom. It's then not us doing it; it's wisdom doing it. Is wisdom that knows how to be there, how to be present, how to be more like a responsive space, 
a responsivity, uh, and like a, we're just available. There's an availability again. Words use, so maybe we're moving out of duality, and we're moving more into sense of oneness of sort of field consciousness where it's not so much me and you or me and it just hospitality welcome I hope this is making some sense there's something where it gets harder and harder to express to 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 put into words um but I, I have a sense again, going back to near the beginning, talking about mindfulness and remember Christina Feldman, um, my teacher, said that, paraphrasing, but mindfulness in its full in its fullness is oneness. So it's not it's not it's the wisdom of mindfulness. In its, and it's fully, fully developed. There is this. There is, yeah. So, hmm. So we've been on a bit of a journey here. I hope there is something of use or value for further reflection, or just something for you to let go of and continue on. I'm just wondering how to to close these reflections. I have lots of things that I haven't read you. I brought in this whole pile of things to share with you. I might read you one little story which I absolutely love, and I don't know if you'll know it, but I think it's about this theme. And um, let's see. We could stay here another hour and I'll read you all the other... No, 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 I won't do that. Okay, so the whole family went out to dinner one evening. Menus were passed to all, including Molly, the eight-year-old daughter. The conversation was an adult one, so Molly sat, ignored. When the waiter took orders, he came to Molly last. And what do you want? he asked. A hot dog and a soda, she said. No, said her grandmother. She'll have the roast chicken dinner, carrots and mashed potatoes. And milk to drink, chimed in her father. Would you like ketchup or mustard on your hot dog, asked the waiter as he walked away, taking the parents aback. Ketchup, she called out. She then turned to her family and added, You know what? He thinks I'm real. (laughs) So, (laughs) yes, or other wonderful paradox or something for us to hold. Can we let people be real? They really see another person. They really, yeah, have the courage to be present, to really receive, behold another person. And 
can we also uh, give them the space to unfold and to uh, yeah, space to find out who they are or <laughs> yeah, space to learn and to um, heal and awaken. So thank you for your attention. Let's just sit quietly together for a couple of moments before we um, chant the reflections and the sharing of blessings. Just take a moment. Okay, so do you like to um, join me for chanting the reflections on the sharing of blessings? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.